the manic depressives had grown impatient. You know, yeah. I actually set a hospital bed on fire for a little bit. I, I did it because it was fun. Only thing to do next is to get completely naked, you know, but I was yeah. clinically insane when I did the crime. So exactly. I at least have. <laughs> All right. Hi. Welcome to Manic in Miami. This is Holly. My name is Brandon Rowe. Uh, we're talking about bipolar disorder today. So that's how I'll kind of introduce myself. Yeah. Uh, I was diagnosed uh, back in 2013, and it was during my senior year of high school. I've had medical professionals say, yeah, you're about as type one manic as it gets. And I've been in, yeah. you know, one was like a nurse who had been a psych nurse for 10 years. And she, yeah, I've gone you, to the psych are. ward about 15 times. I yeah. think only two of those, roughly 15. I lost count because it's been that many times. Um, but I only went for like two depressive type episodes. The rest have all been mania because I found that for myself, at least society is a lot more worried about me being overly happy than me being uh, suicidally depressed. It's more threatening when Brandon is happy to uh, to the world at large. Which yeah, is odd. I mean, I have that. <laughs> I've had the same experience. Yes. And people can relate to you more when you're feeling down and feeling depressed and they know what to mm -hmm. say. But when you're out of control, they're, you know, they're just like, oh, shit, do I say something like what's going on with her? And we talked on the phone once and on paper. It's like we wouldn't have very much in common at all. We're not that unique. And <laughs> we do a lot of the same things, I guess. Or maybe like I had I first got manic at the very end of high school myself. So maybe we mm -hmm. just have like almost the same type of bipolar one psychotic features. I don't know. So I wanted to talk a little bit about start off with some sharing a few details of some manic behavior. Do you have any interesting things that we could hear about? You know, let's talk about like maybe being in uh, Las Vegas and uh, cross-dressing with acrylic nails that look really sexy, I might add. And, um, you know, I'm I'm walking and I leave my wallet on a sleeping homeless man's belly. Yeah, I saw your YouTube video um, that I was laughing at. Uh, your ass is not enlightened. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a little call out to one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Leo Gura, who's more or less made himself manic just by, um, you know, drug use. He puts 5-MeO up his ass hundreds of times at high doses. So uh, he kind of created a little grandiosity that might not have been in his neurochemistry beforehand. Uh, but I was making fun of, of his... Well, that's uh, because men always think they're God when they do 5-MeO. I did not. I thought that yeah. I talked to spirits, so... Any type of psychedelic that's going to get you blissed out of your mind, uh, they have about a fifth, and I take them at high doses a lot of the time too, or I used to. Yeah, I too. actually have stopped taking those type of psychedelics. Well, of course you do because you're manic, so you have to do everything to the extreme, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they have a, at least a 50% chance of triggering a manic episode. If it's a small yeah. dose, I'll notice that my behaviors change 
become more spiritually focused. I might start eating yeah. vegan. I might start working out a lot. I might get hyper productive if I do a small dose. And then because of those behaviors, it's going to snowball into a manic episode maybe a month or two later or a few weeks later. So what if, if it's you're already dose, manic when you do it, like I did psilocybin and mm. I was having a mixed state, which is what I get a lot. So mm. I was like feeling horrible, but I was manic and I was tiling and doing this stuff. And I did some and like I was already kind of manic. Like, I mean, I was already in a manic episode. So I don't know if it made it any worse because my takeaway was psilocybin doesn't do anything to me, but I also took it while I was manic. Well, really. Well, I'm about to fun. speak to this <laughs> psychiatrist. I have it on YouTube as well, but um, I have a video podcast with the psychiatrist running the psychedelic trials in Miami. Um, and I'm going to speak to him again in September. And I told him I did a small dose of psilocybin. It wasn't a micro dose. I mean, it was mm -hmm. enough to, to do something, but it was a very small dose and I was in a manic mixed state. And so the small dose took me out of my body to talking to Hindu deities to watching the pink mosque be built in front of me, to having a discussion about whether or not I was going to stay there for eternity. And they brought my pets in and um, I decided to go back. But, but he was like, that's so interesting. Maybe it is, you know, the way your brain is wired because you have gotten psychotic, because you have mania, like that smaller dose will just take you straight to, you know, this huge out-of-body experience that from my life experience yeah. uh, with psychedelics and being bipolar type one with psychotic features maybe a little bit hardcore um <laughs> there is no maybe to that question if oh. if you are in my mind if you are legitimately a really manic motherfucker and you really have the diagnosis your brain yeah. is naturally psychedelic absolutely on and if you take yeah. a, you take just a little bit of fuel to make yourself more psychedelic you might go further than a neurotypical person on a heroic dose you know before you make your morning coffee kind of thing yes wow <laughs> thank you wow this is like but that you just answered a big question and you also confirmed a big theory that i had about that that's and you've you you have so much experience it's true and you can take nothing and go off further sometimes than you would do with a heroic dose, even in a lighter manic episode or something. Absolutely. The strongest hallucinations I've ever had were with absolutely nothing chemical or strange in my system. Manic, believing that I am the highest incarnation of Lucifer, and uh, that alone can make me see two street signs to the left side of the highway seamlessly morph into what can only be accurately described as a ghetto UFO. Not a nice one. <laughs> a it's ghetto UFO. Ghetto UFO. It's a junkyard fucking UFO. Like a junkyard it was, UFO. It, it was the cheapest one. It'll get the job done. It'll get you, you know, 24 light years away and in a jiffy. But it, it ain't going to look pretty while it does it. Some of the most manic things you can ever do and some of the most manic experiences, for me at least, that I can ever get to are when I follow my intuition um, oh, yeah. with absolutely no doubt. So oh like, God, donating, yeah. 
when I had like only like $3,000 cash, I maybe had like 4,000 or something in my bank account. I almost feel like ethically the world should have some sort of break for people who manic overspend. Well, it gets to a degree we can't control and we fuck our lives financially because of it. And the world doesn't give a shit. I'm getting my money back through um, yeah. what is what a judge would call crime. You know, but I was yeah. clinically insane when I did the crime. So exactly. I at least have a sanity insanity plea. You know, yeah. I actually set a hospital bed on fire for a little bit. <laughs> I didn't realize at the time I, I did it because it was fun. It was security guard comes in. What the fuck are you doing? Basically, he says to me something like that. He's like, you're going to blow us all the hell up. And I'm like, and he's like, you're, I could take your. I could get your ass in jail. And I'm like, I got the insanity plea. Even if you're being a dick, if you're crazy, whacked out enough and just so abnormal and they know that you're helpless to that, they'll generally not punish you for it. I've crashed my car at 80 miles, 60 to 80 miles an hour. Um, it was an intentional crash because I didn't want to risk another driver's safety. If anything goes wrong, I could fuck up another person's life. Thank I go you. off the road and I hit a thicket of small trees and it totals the shit out of my Prius. The instant before I hit these trees, I think in, in like a, uh, a happy mischievous way, kind of like the mischief that was going on when I set the hospital bed on fire, I was like, with like a smile in my heart. But when I get out of my car, I feel so blissful. Um, because I'm in a state of like spiritual enlightenment to the max feeling. And as I get about 15 feet away from my car after having the wreck, only having a tiny little bruise on my left arm and basically realizing I'm fucking invincible. <laughs> uh, then I walk about 15, 20 feet away from the car and I see this amazing like grove beautiful green and i immediately think garden of eden and when yeah. you think garden of eden in this state of consciousness the only thing to do next is to get completely naked meanwhile you realize that the fun moment you're having will probably be reduced when the police arrive so you're gonna run so i run about 15 minutes through the woods uh and then i come to a clearing or like <laughs> i come out of the woods and i find myself on a paved path this is this ends up being a park and there are people walking on this path and I'm naked. And I also think I'm really funny, especially when I'm manic. So in my head, I'm thinking I don't want to expose my genitals to these people. Um, that would be unkind. When I see a father and his son, I believe, or like daughter, I see a father like far off in the distance. I don't think they even see me yet at all. I see them oh my barely God, come imagine. around the corner, barely come around the corner. I jump my ass into the woods and hide my body because I'm like, I do not want a fucking kid. And then yeah. the cops come and, um, you know, they I'm recording a video to my YouTube channel, which is still on my YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, you can actually hear the cops speak to me at the uh, end of the video. It's maybe like maybe I should link long. to this one in the notes to we, find, we the, can, I'll find it. We can. Okay. Uh, the cops come, they're pissed off. They they have like a taser pulled on me. Like when when they get close. And I'm like, 
what the fuck are you doing? Why are you going to tase me? I'm just naked. I'm not going to hurt anybody. What the fuck? I am not violent in the fucking slightest. I'm in perfect bliss. I don't expl- get the time to explain all this, but like, I'm not a fucking threatening manic. I've never physically hurt or punched Thank or you. never done any harm to a person. I That's not in my heart. Okay. I'm blissful when I get manic. I'm delusional, psychotic enough that maybe... Yeah unintentionally somebody could get harmed like if i was driving or right after that i say take me to your leader in my best attempt at an alien voice and they throw me in the back of the suv they take me to a psych ward and wow okay that's 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 quite a story i think that's probably the best manic story i've had on the podcast for sure so the synchronicity we talked about like the bipolar mind just makes connections. It's like deet, 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 deet. it doesn't even matter if you're not manic. My mind does that non-stop. And I just looked down. I didn't look at the books I piled up to put my laptop on. I looked down and I saw the wisdom of Buddhism. Yeah. I didn't know that I had that under there. Like I'm freaking out, you know, like that's Right. Well, I could have many grandiose things to say about that. That would take too That's long so for this weird. podcast. That it's like you're making these connections in your in your speech when you're manic too. At least I do. And then the synchronicity. It's it's kind of all the same sort of mechanism and like making patterns. But this is the book by Carl Jung, Synchronicity. He literally wrote the book on it, and it came. The idea itself came from the I Ching which mm-hmm. I have right here. Why aren't we making money doing psychic readings? Because like, I think we're psychic. Um, um, I can kind of break down briefly just the, the psychic senses if too, if you want. Please. Just quickly. Yeah, please do that. Oh my God. Yeah. So claircognizance, you have knowledge that is psychic. Like you wouldn't normally have it in a normal brain way. It's understanding beyond the normal. That's claircognizance. That's the What's mind an example, a quick aspect. example of, the, of that. Let's say like somehow you see the title of a book and you already like kind of understand the gist of the whole book just by seeing the title or something. It's not even necessarily like some mystical psychic thing. It's more that your brain is able to kind of combine a bunch of things in your own previous understanding with just that brief introduction to what this content of the book might be. And it can Mm. make somehow an accurate uh, conclusion mm. based off cr- incredibly limited information. That would be the way I okay. describe it. That's maybe cool. in the way it could function for me. That's a great description. Sometimes rarely. But... My strength is in clairsentience, which means okay. I feel sensations, tactile sensations that people will not most likely typically feel. And mm. those can inform me um, based on the way they feel in like an intuitive way about what the fuck's happening in a moment. Wow. Um, I they normally come in bliss waves for me. This co- uh, it's like a cool tingly feeling of bliss that can sometimes encompass my whole body and go to an intensity beyond many of the things that'll happen on a heroic dose of a psychedelic. Let's say somehow your hair sta- stands on end. That same process happens for me, but it happens like really intense at at really synchronistic times. 
maybe it's not even legit real stuff i mean who who believes that some clairvoyant psychic is seeing real stuff every single time i don't know it's it's not easy to measure not easy to verify can you list all of them all um just so we have a clear picture of yeah let me remember the names or try to while i describe it so okay let's say you have five senses right you have sight you have hearing you have taste you have smell you have touch and then you also have your mind which is its own sort of th sense the thinking mind and even thoughts other than just dis discursive thought okay yeah your mind is a sort of sense as well Claire, the mind sense of psychic stuff is called claircognizance. Okay. The seeing of psychic stuff is clairvoyance. Right. The hearing is clairaudient. Oh. The touch is clairsentient. Mm -hmm. Like psychic kind of means to me, you're sensing something that doesn't have normal external stimulus that other, other people are all going to experience. Yeah. And it's really just a trippy thing that somehow you experience and maybe that could line up with reality in a way that it actually informs or predicts something. Okay. Um, as far as delusions, so I'll, I'll like one. delusions yeah. of grandeur are probably my common. I one. have persecutory delusions all the time. I feel what like it's that from trauma. Mean? I mean, everyone's that you're out being to get persecuted. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's out to get me, you know. You know, people all along had plotted and they were going to make this bad thing happen and I'm cursed and they think I'm evil and maybe I am evil and it's it's like bad. Like, I don't get the delusions of grandeur except with the synchronicity and feeling the spiritual stuff. That definitely is. I believe too. mania yeah. is a superpower for actually experiencing the legitimate enlightenment that the Eastern mystics and spiritual schools talk about. It oh. is a benefit. It is like you in in the same way that you might say that bipolar disorder or schizophrenia is going to aid shamanism yeah bipolar disorder at least bipolar at least for me it authentically feels like whatever my disorder i think it's a goddamn superpower when it comes to having what appear to be enlightenment experiences yeah this is my magic secret sauce is my yeah. crazy fucking brain that yeah. will if i believe something enough I will experience it to be true. It will change my experience. You're using meaning deeply felt and interpreted to be true. Maybe at a maybe it's probably going to incorporate delusion, but it will change yeah. your state of consciousness if you believe it enough. And that's what happens when I get really manic is I will believe crazy things like I am the Samasam Buddha of Luciferianism. I came to the Buddhist conclusion of reality, and I was maybe the first person in reality to do it in the Buddhist way of awakening using Luciferian psychic experiences to oh, get can, there. Can you elaborate on Luciferian psychic experiences? So I used to get tarot readings from this girl named Sydney in Indianapolis, and I was completely <laughs> uh, infatuated with who she was spiritually and intellectually. Okay. We mm -hmm. seemed to be like I was in the interpretation that we could even be like full on twin flames. At oh, time. no, not the twin she flames. She did tarot readings. She sensed that I have had a connection to Lucifer. 
I had prayed to Lucifer on two occasions when I was manic and experienced the same synchronicity of a, a light bulb flashing on someone's house when I opened my eyes from the prayer that was not previously flashing. Who and is I Lucifer? Can you, who is Lucifer again? We don't even know <laughs> that I could be some crazy, awesome, spiritually enlightened being beyond what anybody in the world believed I could be. Well, I've lived all over the world and I've had some psychic experiences and I've had intuition take me places and things like that. So I say that manic or, or delusional thinking has really been a benefit in my life in certain ways. Of course, not always, but in certain ways. And one thing that's um, universal experience for me all over the world, whether I'm on like, you know, a country like a Gulf Arabs yacht, okay? Or mm -hmm. I'm in a mud hut village in Zambia. People who know me will That's often, so cool. in, 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 in a joking way, in different countries, introduce me to people and then, and they'll be like, she's crazy. And I never told them that I was crazy. It's just like, it's just like a thing. And they're like, kind of saying it in a nice way, like, this is Holly. And then if I make a joke or something, they'll be like, Oh, she's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, do I come off as being that crazy? Like, have you gotten that where people don't, it's not like I tell them that I have like a mental illness, but everyone is just like, she's nuts. Okay. Everywhere in the world. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it might not be at all grandiose to say that maybe in the lore of my town of 40,000 people or so in Richmond, Indiana, I might be the most notorious yeah. crazy motherfucker there oh is. okay yeah 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 um but yeah people yeah. have a sense that i am a, i am different yeah and they yeah. will describe people who know me and like me and and come to yeah. they find appreciation in this yes. in the way i authentically am and that's amazing crazy isn't necessarily bad it's fucking unique no. though that's what crazy is crazy you, know, you can't can be really crazy if there ain't some uniqueness to it yeah. And it can almost be like you, some pe people will say like, you know, I think you're a special person. You're like, you're really, you have a lot of great qualities and you're interesting. And there's beauty and good that comes from bipolar yeah. a lot of the time. And there's also plenty of bad things. It's called bipolar. Yeah. It's not called, uh, you know, right. only goodness, pure, you know, Jesus action syndrome. It's that's it's not so interesting. Bipolar. Yeah. Yep. In other times, I I might be a complete asshole and irritable because my body is getting pumped with norepinephrine, epinephrine, uh, cortisol, and uh, as well as many other things. But like stress hormones. Yeah. Fight or flight hormones. Fight when or you're flight. Enough. Your yeah. your body is functioning on low sleep. Yeah. All the, you know, typically like unideal sort of life habits for your body yeah. to function well, but your mind is overpowering what your body would ideally want in a lot of times. And I yep. do have a sort of a maybe a final thought, something I want to say about Please. mania and bipolar. Okay. Bipolar is, of course, mania and depression, and then also more or less normal baseline states yeah. of consciousness. I believe very deeply um, that it, from based on my experience with this, that mania comes about as a means, 
for better or worse to my ex to to my finances to my relationships whatever else that gets lost in the fallout of my mania the mania comes about because it's an attempt to heal my soul absolutely something has gotten overstressed out of balance depressed uh just something's fucked up in my life and yep. when the mania comes on it's because i'm trying to unfuck myself yes and i get hella fucked up in that process yeah. of unfucking myself and yeah. in the process a lot of beautiful crazy wild experiences that i'd never have otherwise if i didn't have this 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 disorder i don't even think it's a disorder i, I think it's that. just a different it's it's a way that my brain is built this way my brain is built different, <laughs> you know, and that yeah. ain't necessarily bad. Yeah. It ain't, ain't necessarily good all the time either. It's just a different fucking brain. Yeah. Everybody's got a different brain. There's no model neurotypical brain that you can point to in any yeah. serious way. Everybody's got her own uniqueness yeah. and mania just has a way of bringing out mine. And I mean, I think partially because of all the mania in my bipolar disorder, Probably my highest virtue that I see for myself and how I should live my life is I sh should prioritize authenticity. Um, I'm going to play to put a song in the beginning and at the end of this um, called The Manic Depressives by um, a kind of poet spoken word guy who has this surrealist temple. No, let's just have um, an awkward ending. What's wrong with that? This is such like, okay. That's yeah, let's just let's just have an awkward ending, and then I'll put the manic depressive. Like we're both a little bit weird. We're both a little bit crazy. Why yeah. would we be expected by our viewers on a podcast about bipolar disorder yeah. to end like some news anchor? The manic depressives had grown impatient. They'd stayed awake 72 hours in the padded enclosure, doing the exercises Dr. Zabinu and I had prescribed for them. Counting grains of rice, inflating then deflating balloons. It was difficult to get through to them at first. Clicking my fingers in front of their zonked out faces and bellowing, Can you hear me, Mr. Nut? did nothing. I had never encountered this level of disorder. Licking and biting one another in slow motion. Using bodily fluids indiscriminately. Screaming. Crying. Jumping up and down. I finally got through to a man named Bigfoot, who agreed to hold my pen and write down the answers to a questionnaire. Here is his answer to the question, how are you feeling today? <laughs> 